0: Hello and welcome back to season one of Perspective. Today, I am recording episode four with Sean Tran and Xavier Bradley, who are a part of Cup of Troy here at the University of Southern California. This pandemic born business started as a pop-up espresso bar, but soon evolved into a concert and event production company. Since the start, Cup of Troy has provided a community for music, art, and of course, great coffee. Today, we are going to deep dive into the logistics and creativity that goes into the student-run company. With that being said, let's see what Sean and Xavier's Perspective really is. All right, Sean and Xavier, welcome to Perspective. I'm very excited to have you guys on and interview you today because I recently heard about Cup of Troy, actually, and immediately knew that I had to have you guys on the podcast because creative driven people like you guys are exactly why I started this. So um thanks for joining me today. (laughs) Thank you. Now, as I said, I recently heard about Cup of Troy, but apparently I had been living under a rock because I recently stalked your Instagram and... uh, My gosh, you guys put on huge events with a ton of people. But um, before we get into that, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Um, I like to start every episode with our guest just giving a quick rundown, some background. So if you could do that for us really quickly and maybe um, tell us your role in Cup of Troy.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm Sean. I am from the Bay Area. Uh, I graduated last semester in music industry. Um, and I, yeah, I'm the founder and current CEO of Cup of Troy. Um, and I, I guess I'm mostly involved in like all the, like overseeing all like the creative aspects of it and kind of like directing and creating the vision for like what we're doing, whether that's for the events, um, for the pop-ups or
2: for the many other projects we're trying to do. Um, that's pretty much me. Sean's being quite modest. He's the (laughs) adversaire and the leader of like this organization of people that are all really passionate about putting on live events and giving back to the community. And so I think he's like the, the ideation, like the, he's everything behind it. And then I kind of swindled him into letting me help out and kind of make sure that the business part is in line because we found very quickly that it's great to have really amazing ideas, but it also is important to figure out like how they're all going (laughs) to work. That's always the challenge, isn't it?
1: (laughs) So I think, uh, we make a great pair in terms of like actually trying to get stuff done, um, for like all the stuff, like we're trying to do, like, cause I feel like a lot of the projects we have coming up are pretty ambitious. Definitely. Yeah.
0: So can you quickly tell me the origin story about cup of Troy and like where you got the idea, um, how you decided on the name? I always think that's an interesting aspect of a company. Mm. Um, and, yeah, didn't it start out of your house, if I'm not yeah. mistaken?
1: So, okay, here, so here's, like, the story. Um, and it, it's so funny, like, I, I, every time I tell it. Uh, so, like, it was the summer of 2020. Like, it was, like, smack dab in the middle of quarantine. Um, my housemate... Uh, Nate he was like super like he was way too into monster like like he like drank way too many monsters mm. <laughs> and we we're like bro like we have to get you off of this like I'll buy an espresso machine or like you know well I'll go in on, on an espresso machine like I can make coffee like I can, like I'll save you money pretty much um and so that summer I bought an espresso machine and I had like previous like cafe experience before so I was like just um, you know, yep. doing the thing for all my friends, just uh, creating drinks, and then every person I would give it to was like, "Wow, like th- this is like amazing," or like, "This is good." Like I would definitely buy this if you were to sell it, and so um, like the idea kept sticking in my head, and like, uh, like pretty much every time I made coffee, like someone would like it, and um, so one day, me and Marcus, who was our creative director, like we were both housemates at the time, we were like just smoking and getting super high where we're like okay like if we were to make do a, a cafe like how would we do it like what, what would the name be and so um i'm in the marching band or i was in the marching band and so is marcus like our whole house was like the the drum line house so like we have a lot of school spirit i guess like that's like the, the whole spirit of troy mm-hmm. and then um you know like just a cup of troy because it would be like something spirited and i feel like that was an easy kind of angle to take it because like you know we had a lot of school spirit and we felt like we want to see our friends and stuff like that so that's pretty much how it started.
0: Could you give me a little bit of insight into the early stages so like you were making coffee for your friends and did it just travel by word of mouth or how did it like it evolved?
1: Yeah um I guess Uh, I would make it for my friends. I would just invite people to make it for my friends. And like, we just launched like a soft opening kind of. We just Mm -hmm. made an Instagram. Uh, It was very like low stakes. We're like, yeah, fuck it. Like, we're just gonna uh, sell out of our front yard for a day or so. And then the first day, like, you know, maybe 15 people showed up, whether that was like friends or friends of friends or something. They all like got something. I was like, wow. You know, it it was really cool seeing something like I made be like enjoyed Mm -hmm. by someone else. And so I think after that, Um, because people kept talking about it, like on Instagram and like, you know, with their friends. And, um, so that, that, that first like six months was where we had like pretty exponential growth because a lot of people just like wanted to get out, um, in general. I just like, you know, grab a cup of coffee and like chill on a front yard for like a little bit. Um, And so, like, during that time, I was just, like, just grinding, just, like, sending out drinks and, like, kind of getting my friends, like, or at home to, like, you know, help me just, like, serve people, like, take orders and that kind of thing. Um, So that's
2: pretty much how it started. Then it kept growing again and again, like, in the spring. Um, Sean and I are both um, Thornton student graduates, Thornton uh, music industry majors. And so it was always very apparent that we wanted to, like, tie music into this. I think Sean is right, like being in the middle of the pandemic was a huge help because everybody was literally just like sitting on their ass doing nothing. And so they were like, oh, any excuse to go outside is great. And then they're rewarded with this like cup of coffee, this really nice smile and like Sean's cute personality. And so then once we finally brought the music into it, it really kind of caught on like wildfire. Like everybody wanted to come see their favorite local act who doesn't usually get to perform like in a Mm -hmm. front yard, drinking coffee, taking pretty pictures. I think it was all about like the energy and that's what attracted people the most.
0: Mm -hmm. Definitely having that community aspect in the middle of the pandemic, I know a lot of people were craving that with online school and just being stuck inside all day. I, I'm sure, yeah, it Definitely. explains why it got caught on because people just wanted to hang mm-hmm. out with other people. I um,
2: think a lot of companies like made it or braid it, made it or broke during the pandemic, and we were like agreed. lucky to be on the right side of it. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, I guess Sean, you make all the coffee then.
1: Yeah, and now we have uh, Chris Keating. He's a, he's a senior right now, but he's another protege. He's sick. Yeah, (laughs) but for the most part, I make coffee. Sean's more sick.
0: (laughs) So, did you have like a menu in those early stages, or how did the ordering work?
1: Yeah, so I basically, it's so funny to talk about it now, but I would just, like, make random shit, like, the day before <laughs> and just, like, test it, like, a lot on my housemates, and then I would just, like, sell it on, like, on the weekend. <laughs> Nobody would sleep. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was gonna <laughs> say. It would just be, like, pounding coffee. Yeah, it would be so funny. Um, but basically, like, I made, like, a specialty drink menu of, like, three, like, special drinks, so that's, like, um, I remember, like, like a, a Teddy Graham latte or, like, you know, a, like a dirty horchata kind of thing and I would like switch out those drinks every two weeks um, I would just make make a fresh yeah like like three fresh drinks every two weeks pretty much in addition to like all like the standard um, espresso drinks like you know a, 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 a flavored latte or like a matcha latte like those would be standard but the, all the specialty drinks I would switch out mm. um, every two weeks
0: I also saw in the early stages on your Instagram that you had, um, the like coffee sleeves and the stickers that was, Mm. was that a move like branding wise and marketing or did you just like, what was the decision process for that?
1: Yeah. It was either like, we just slapped a sticker on the cup, but I thought, I thought that looked pretty lame. Um, and it, or, or it was like printing on the cup which like we had no idea how to do so, it's like, like the stickers on the sleeves was like the most efficient way to like make sure every cup had our branding on it but um, it wasn't like super
2: intensive to like um, you know get or source from Uh, But I think the logo helped with the branding a lot, Mm -hmm. Uh, even though it wasn't as thought out as you're kind of insinuating, like, how can we blow up our brand? I think, like, it just worked out well that the colors matched with the area and everybody who goes to USC is usually a pretty big advocate for USC. So they were like, oh, I... I, I fuck with this you know like mm-hmm. the peace sign too yeah everybody, <laughs> yeah, everybody likes the fight on and the cup of coffee yeah. I think everybody in LA is addicted to coffee so I know that's it's a very good combo. true yeah.
0: I was literally just sitting outside um, Ann and doing some homework and I look over at a girl's computer and she had a cup of choice sticker on let's it let's go so. let's go yeah I know I was like
2: shout out I literally
0: just looked over and I was like oh there, there it is yeah
1: we like flooded campus with stickers or like, I I gave a a lot of stickers.
0: That's smart. Yeah. It grabs people's attention because you're just like walking down the sidewalk or on like a lamppost. You see it, it just Mm -hmm. grabs your attention, especially if the colors. So Xavier, you kind of already alluded to this, that you guys were both Thornton graduates. That's why the music component kind of just made sense. But how did this Okay, so you went from people coming over to your house, enjoying coffee, the drinks you were making. When did you first start introducing music into Cup of Troy? And why did you think that that was, like, a natural decision for the company?
1: Uh, so our... I guess the first time we did it was, I think, in, like, January, February of 2021. Who was that first? Was, it was Beata. Ah, uh, Beata the DJ, yeah, so yeah. I <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So I figured, like, I wanted people... Like, people were coming and going for, like, the drinks. Like, they would just um, buy the drink and leave. And, mm. like, um, you know, we had some couches and chairs. But, like, I think people would only chill on a front yard for so long before you feel like, okay, it's time to go. <laughs> Am I doing kind that? Of <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, how do we figure out a way for people to, like, come in and just, like, stay here and chill, you know? So I wanted, like, some kind of music. Like, I would put, like, on the ox or something. But it'd be cool to, like, be engaged with something. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, back home in San Jose... There's a bunch of cafes, which is like, you know, jazz, piano, like someone playing piano or something like guitar, just like chilling. And I wanted to bring that kind of vibe here. So I was like, yeah, let's just have someone play um, as people are, you know, ordering drinks and stuff. And so to get people to just, like, stay, like, on the lawn, like, on the chairs
2: to, like, wash something so that other people would come see it mm-hmm. and, like, they would also want to stay. And then they would take pictures to all their friends. I yeah. found that, like, most good business ventures start with the homies, you know? Like, mm-hmm. instead of, like, outreaching to somebody with clout, we just reached out to our really good friend, Beata, who we know, like, could spin records and is good at, like, energy and can draw the crowd. And so we had her and then it was so obvious that people were loving it so much. And then other artists started to rec- like recognize the opportunity. And then once other artists started reaching out to us, it was a lot easier to like book stuff. We didn't have to go hunting anymore. So mm-hmm. that was really huge.
0: That leads me into my next question. How did you find people to perform? So you said they would just like reach out to you or... Yeah. Also, do you guys have a specific like music genre or is, do you just kind of like welcome any music?
1: Um, so, okay, to answer the first question, like how do we get people... I think, like, in our network, there's, like, a lot of, like, artists and stuff. So, like, the first person we booked was, was Biot, and she was a DJ, like, just in, in our classes. Um, and she fucking killed it, and that was super fun. Mm-hmm. And then I think our first live band, um, I just knew, like, one band, or like one person who had a band in our class, too. Uh, his name was Ace. Um, and then his band, like, fucking shredded it, like, on our front yard. It was so fun. Like, he was playing, like, metal. And Animals stuff. over people, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, he broke a bass string. <laughs> it was just so funny. Yeah. And, like, like that was, like, the first time we had, like, a lot of people. Like, we had a, a fucking line, like, going around, like, the block. Or maybe, uh, maybe that's, like, exaggeration. Just line. But it, it was definitely a line. visual. Yeah, it was <laughs> it's a, <okay>. <laughs>
0: Good Good yeah, it's a
1: mile long. Exactly. It's crazy. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, but then after that, after people started noticing, then people started hitting us up about it. and But we started mostly with just like our first like inner circle of like people we immediately knew yeah. that played music and then kept like kind of scaling up. And then in terms of genre, I think we take anything, but like my heart really lies in like R&B, and like soul, neo-soul and like hip hop kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's music that needs to be more spotlighted at USC um, so that's, that's what I what I lean towards but I, we accept anything for the most part mm-hmm. but we de- it definitely has to be curated like not just like anybody
0: yes um,
1: I think at the beginning it was like that like anybody who wanted to and like was able to like I'd want to play but now I think we're at a position where it's like I don't want to keep booking the same people and I also don't want to like be I don't know I just want to be professional too yeah just make sure anyone like who's a part of it reflects who we want to be that makes sense
0: yeah that's cool that you guys have like can be like selective now like you guys have grown into this Mm. company where you can curate the artists that come and also i think that's so cool that you guys can just like highlight usc artists because there's so many students here that have like amazing talent and especially in the music industry there's I feel like everyone, like, plays guitar or something and can, like, write an amazing song, (laughs) so.
2: I really like to use the word, like, talent and not, like, musical talent because we recognize that as well. And I think, like, another huge thing that I think was really cool was the vendors we bring out. Like, all these really cool people are, like, making, uh, like, they have these really dope entrepreneurial, like, goals and they're making these like seriously sick products or services and like no one's talking about that on campus. You know? That's
0: why I'm doing this. Yeah. Like yeah. there's no, yeah.
2: there's no org or like no group that's like, Hey, can we bring all these entrepreneurial minded people together to succeed? So everybody just has to like see each other on Instagram. It's, it's it's, heck, it's not great. So.
0: Yeah. But it's also cool how other USC businesses like support each other and like people always do pop-ups with other companies or you guys like highlight um Artists that come in. So, I don't know, just this like cool network of everyone supporting each other, but also like doing their own really cool things. So. Mm,
1: absolutely. Yeah, like the car co- like, I think that's what we really want to do at the end of the day is just like build this a community of like people who are creative, I guess. And like the coffee is just the means to do it. It's mm, like a, a, an yeah. excuse. Dope people you know? doing dope shit. Yeah.
2: That, that's what we're about, I think.
1: Yeah. I think I, I, just, I said this last night too. I guess but uh, kind of out of context but like i'm very anti gatekeeping. like i don't want to like like i fucking hate clicks like i hate that you know you have to be in like a certain group to like enjoy a certain thing you know yeah. i kind of want to want to like lower all those barriers for everyone to enjoy the stuff like that i like and i feel like everybody should also you know just be able to like see live music to be able to like you know um See like other entrepreneurs
2: do their thing. We go out and hang with your friends. A yeah. lot of people get boxed in. Don't even feel like they can go hang out with their friends because they yeah. feel like, oh, am I even like a part of this crew? Am yeah. I invited out? Like, am I mean, cool enough? Am I cool enough? Like, it's just, it's just so stupid. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. It's nice that you guys, like you said, the coffee is like the means to just like creating this community mm-hmm. of people that can all come together and mutually enjoy something like despite what you said, like, whatever click they're in. I don't even yeah. know if they have those in college anymore or whatever, but... They do. They definitely <laughs> they do. They definitely do. <laughs> 100%. So high
1: school. Yeah. That, that, that shit doesn't change ever. Yeah.
0: So, kind of going back a little bit, but when did you realize that you could really make Cup of Troy something and it wasn't just people coming to your house? Like, when did you realize you could put on events and be like a production company, essentially?
2: Hmm. That's a hard question. I, I, I think I know. Like, Sean was like, <laughs> I was about to say, we were all smoking weed. Nah, Sean was probably like uh, sitting around realizing that more and more people would come to these coffee shops. Like I remember it was like every week, more and more people, there became, not to like spill any beans, but there became like a conflict of interest between like, everybody working at cup of troy and like what the goals of cup of troy were and then sean had this spontaneous idea like why don't we just throw a backyard show and that seemed to be like that seemed to bring everybody back together and everybody like the drumline people he was working with the music industry people that he had made friends with like me and mitchell and you know mika and whoever else when he brought this idea up it seemed perfect we're all like yeah let's just run that and uh i actually didn't make it to the very first one but it was insane i know (laughs) well (laughs) He booked it on a day he knew I wasn't gonna be in town, but uh, it was so sick. He had like Clarence the Kid, Sumit, um, and uh, Kawasa, and and Jamel, I think. So it was just like this super sick hip hop rap show, and there were like hundreds of people in the backyard, and I missed it, but when I came back, I like saw the hubbub that it created. So like my perspective I think gifted me, or like, like I was, even though I missed it, I was gifted this perspective of like, oh shit, I wasn't there, and I have this huge FOMO, and like it looked like it was a huge party, like this could be a thing. Actually, that's kind of like right around the time I approached Sean and was like, yo, we should make this like a real thing. Like, it's time. I think it was, um, it was for,
1: it's when George Heff played on our lawn. It was this one band that played, and we had people like gathered, like standing like outside the fence and watching. Then I remember like I took a video on my phone from like my room, which like oversaw the whole front yard. It was like, it was like a lot of people there, like 30, 40 ish people, maybe even like 50 people just like on our front yard. And I was like, like wow, I think throwing concerts like is the way to go. And then for the summer, um I remember just like i was always constantly on like the story like like asking you know the followers like what they wanted to do whatever then i was like yeah um you know would people be down for like a nighttime show and then like a lot of people said yes and like a week we put it together we like sold out the tickets like so we sold like 100 pre-sale tickets in like two days we're like holy fuck and um yeah i think after that show was like the first time like being at that show and seeing what we were able to, able to create, like all those people, like the vibe, whatever. It was really, really cool. So I think after that first uh, solo one show, we were like, yeah, we can be a production company, mm-hmm. keep doing these concerts um, and keep scaling up from there.
0: How did you like go about doing the tickets and like logistics of things and scheduling the bands and mm-hmm. like set times and setting up everything mm-hmm. and a lot of speakers. I feel like there's a lot of yeah. aspects that go into it that people don't necessarily think of.
1: Yeah, I think for um, after doing a bunch of small shows like on our front yard, that really prepared like us to take on something larger like this. Because mm-hmm. I would like asking you know these like uh, these other bands like oh like just come in at this a sound check and you play at this time and it's cool. Um, so it's just like taking like those small, like little building blocks and just like kind of stacking them. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you soundcheck, you, just, like, you have this amount of time for check, this amount of time for like these sets
2: and you split it up accordingly and try to follow the schedule. Um, I don't know if you have any other thoughts. If you're not, to, to just to agree with Sean, if you're not learning something from every like endeavor that you're going through, then you're doing it wrong. Like you're not pushing yourself. And so I agree with Sean, like every, even from the smallest thing, like the first acoustic set in the front yard like I'm sure we learned a lot about like what it would take touch sounds yeah about used, like we use like my fucking monitors yeah <laughs> we learned so much about just like what looks presentable and how to present it and so yeah. after the first one definitely like uh, a lot of those like problems had been solved and puzzle pieces were already in line and, and not to like kiss ass but like shout out our professors as well like we had Kevin Lyman and Mike Kaminsky like these amazing people who have been in live entertainment for like decades of time to like lean back on and give us advice. So shout out to those guys for sure.
1: Yeah. So I think, yeah, from, uh, uh, what's it called? And yeah, just scheduling everything. It wasn't like super hard. Um, but I think we learned how to better manage all like the small details that would shift. Like whether that's like people showing up late, fucking like you know, they drinks. always do yeah like how always, how, how many always yeah. <laughs> yeah, myself yeah. included <laughs> can, can never trust an artist in, in music to, to show up on time right <laughs> um, I don't know if that answered the question I feel like we kind of be out of the bush
0: no 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 that was good um, <laughs> do you know what songs the artists are going to be playing or do you just kind of have them come in and let them have creative control
1: so I think for, it depends on the genre too. So for the first show, it was all like, like um, yeah, people with backing tracks for hip hop. So it was like super easy just like you um, give your tracks to you like the DJ and then they just run it. Um, but then for bands, it's like, we don't really need to know their, like what songs they are playing, but we, we have to know what their band looks like, like how many pieces of the band there are mm-hmm. so we can adjust for like the sound. Um, which is sent to the mixer, and that's the kind of stuff like X takes care of, which is like all the audio yeah. production stuff. Um, I just take care of like the booking, curing the show,
2: and um, if there's anything else needed during the show. I think it's all about the energy. Like, yeah. we, don't, we don't typically like grind the artists for like, what are you about? Or like, what's your music sound like? Sean yeah. usually knows all that stuff because that's how he found him in the first place. But once Sean has like one conversation with them, I, I trust his gut on like, is this person fit for our show? Because it's pretty, I mean, not to sound modest, it's pretty easy to tell like who's in this town like for the right reasons and who's not. And so I think like totally. we, we vibe with the people that are here for good times and good memories and spread positivity, give back to the community and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Um, so you guys just had, like the first few concerts in your backyard right yeah and then did you ever like move out of there or is that still where you um hold events but I will say that you can fit a lot of people in there I saw it on Instagram yeah. like that is not a small venue your backyard is not small
1: yeah we we like are definitely trying to move out of the backyard now like we had too many close calls with DPS
0: oh gosh uh, I think our first, I'm sure
1: our first show out of the backyard was Hyper Douche Pop and it was like, I, like mm. a Hyper Pop show I'm mm. um, at this art gallery space and uh, that was super fun and like that was our first like test run of like an actual venue and We have a show up coming up on Sunday that's also going to be at a real venue, Um, but we yeah we want to get out of the backyard because at this point too, um, I feel like we were somewhat responsible for like this kind of like movement of shows happening or like people being able to throw their own shows, Um, and I think like we want to keep like staying ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. On that, so like it's it's about time for us to get out of the backyard, to to kind of like not just appeal to like, you know, SC students, but also kind of like reach out to the greater LA area, because um, like that's where, like our our sights are set, like not just being at college forever. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, we gotta, like, move on.
0: Yeah, I do think the backyard was a great place to start though, because it's like a homey feel definitely curates the community aspect that you guys um, value so much and Mm -hmm. I don't know just being at like someone's house with like all your friends and meeting new people like there's something so special about that I think Mm -hmm. and sharing in the artists and what they've created is also really cool
2: yeah special is what the kids are calling dirty <laughs> I feel like it's hella dirty out there yeah. everybody rolling around in, in, the, in dust the dust bowl, bowl yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> after the first show it was so dusty like everybody's shoes got fucked up yeah. <laughs> it was so funny
0: is that what you guys call it the yeah, dust bowl the dust bowl that's a good name thanks yeah. like we're playing at the dust bowl the night come yeah. out <laughs> people
1: were like oh shit like the, the fog machine was so sick at the first show and it was just people kicking <laughs> up the dust <laughs> <laughs> oh was so good yeah shout out marcus man he's he's a the creative director and he like and that's his backyard that's the boy yeah
0: i was gonna ask about the creative side of everything i know you do a lot of it but just even i keep saying that i've got on your instagram but <laughs> um i was all the graphics are like so well done and they yeah. all tie in together really well and even though they might not look similar like you can just tell like for lack of a better term, the vibe that it like curates is like, <laughs> I don't know, it just fits together so well. And even like tapping through the Instagram stories and seeing other people's posts, it all just like work together really well. And I think that that's unique nowadays. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like this, like hodgepodge of things. It, yeah. it was like a puzzle. Each piece like worked to create a greater picture.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So uh, I guess are you asking like like who's on the creative team? Like yeah. Like
0: what's the process for that? I even saw that you guys do like animations and um. Yeah, the visual. The visual. Thank you. (laughs) I was blanking on that word.
1: (laughs) Um. Yeah. So Marcus, uh, he was the guy that made the logo. Uh, you know, back in the day, and then he's also the one who does all like the, the animation stuff like like for the day of the show like we have these projections like that's all him um, and, and his team so we felt like we have, we've had a couple different designers like help out with like the graphics you saw um, and like that's R- Rachel Jang she's a graduating senior next semester in Roski she's fucking amazing and she's also an artist named Chonky shout out Chonky true um, so we have Rachel then this girl Abby Chen who d- has also done graphics for other show promoters as well Um, And then we have like Luke Greenwood. They are like kind of like art direction. Um, So like for our our most uh, like the flyer that we have coming up is going to be is is like them being led, I guess, like in terms of like that direction. Um, There's some other people, too, on the creative team, like other animators. I don't know if I'm missing anybody. But I guess in regards to what you're saying about like the story and stuff, yeah. I think a great marketing thing that I've learned is that people love seeing other people enjoy your product or service more so than the product or service being like pushed.
0: Yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so true. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. It's like, I, I realized after like posting on the stories, like in the back last year, like if I post like a picture of the coffee, like nobody would care. Like, oh, like, it was, it like it's cool. It like looks good, but like people wouldn't care. But if I post like pictures of like people hanging on the front yard or like people laughing, like enjoying their coffee, that like that gets a lot more engagement. So that I try to focus a lot of like the posts and stories on just like the people and um, being more like authentic in that mm-hmm. sense.
0: That's one of the most powerful things in marketing. Um, yeah. I read this book called Contagious and um, not about the pandemic, about marketing <laughs> and, and why things catch on. And one of the, like the takeaways That I personally like had from the book is that people, like you said, like seeing other people enjoy things just because, like behavioral psychology, they'll mimic what other people are doing. So, if Mm -hmm. everyone's having a great time going to Cup of Troy, then they're going to want to go too because like FOMO as well. They don't want to miss out on something great. So, yeah. Exactly. Social media is a powerful thing nowadays.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think like the past month has been kind of like a restructure of like how we want to present ourselves, I guess, especially coming out of COVID and coming out of like school in general. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to figure out how to keep like communicating our brand in a way that is always like upward and not like the same. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: yeah, evolving is definitely an important thing. You can't be stagnant nowadays. Everything's moving so fast. And mm-hmm. I learned in my marketing class. It's hard to keep up with the consumer. So <laughs>
1: no, exactly. So Keeping like, yeah. people's attention for real. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. we gotta do something different every time. Every time we do something, it has to be different.
0: Yeah, or has to be like nuanced in some way. Even if it's just like the slightest thing, people will realize. Mm-hmm.
1: I do want to say this on the face of this like this company but i think a lot of the things that we've done and like what like you see on instagram or whatever like it, it it's not possible that like the team behind the scenes kind of mm-hmm. like a lot of people operating um like whether that's like making graphics you know that you like people like people enjoy um like the sponsors to like cover the money to actually get us the money we need uh the people that uh coordinate everything like with the artists um to like do the sound engineering and stuff it's like there's a whole squad of people that like other people don't see like make cup of Troy work and um yeah it's one it's like it's not all just me
0: yeah it takes a village as they say (laughs) how do you guys work with sponsors like do you reach out to them or do they reach out to you how does that work
2: um I'll even shout out the people Sean's talking about from before. Like, our team is built of like, just, there's like six, seven, eight of us and I I truly believe that like we could accomplish any goal that we set ourselves out to with this, this group of people. Like, it was the biggest reason for me wanting to be a part of Cup of Troy was recognizing this talent and these people who all care about what they're doing like that shit makes me so happy every single day so I just can't even I can't even agree with Sean anymore but um, yeah so we have like Mitchell who does all of our internal stuff Steven does everything with the artists Um, Marcus does all the visuals Bree does all the video and uh, Mika is who you're asking about she does all the sponsorship stuff and Chris does the coffee we talked about but um, Mika is fucking sick she's so great Um, right now we're still like a baby organization and we just started like a year ago so we're building up all of our like our pitch deck if you will sounds cheesy but like our resume like what we're about it, brands don't want to just give you money unless you can prove it like yeah. <laughs> just, uh, prove what you do and why so Mika has just created these like amazing decks and she's just like a really good person and I think it's a really good case of real recognize real where she's just like reaching out to different brands and the success rate isn't always super high but like if she ends up getting in touch with someone who is also real I think they recognize that from each other and it's always like a very uh Homogeneous, you know, connection. Like, um, yeah. She just reached out to Oatly, like, just cold email to Oatly, who's this like huge milk brand. We obviously need milk every day, and oat milk, oat milk, yeah, obviously, because <laughs> it's L A. and you know lactose and all that. <laughs> but, uh. Um, we're gonna
0: need a lot of oat milk that's what I'm saying
2: so much oat milk and so she started this relationship with them and they were like yeah we'll give you free cases of milk packages came in yeah packages came (laughs) in like (laughs) Like, here's your free milk and oh later you need money sure we'll give you money later like whatever I think it's just all about like uh, I can't keep saying it but like real recognize real like Mm -hmm. uh, as long as your visions are aligning Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't really matter who reaches out to who but I think uh, eventually something will come together Mm -hmm. yeah I think that's like something we've learned from our classes and just like jobs you've worked
1: at too in, in music it's like brands um, are down to like collaborate as long as there's like benefit for both parties mm-hmm. you know so that, that's kind yes. of the angle we, we do every time where that's like oh like we if you have a drink say like Topo Chico, June Shine like any like yeah just drink that college students, college students would like like we have the exact demographic that you guys need mm-hmm. and so that's kind of like the, the selling point or we kind of adjust like like the, the, the sales pitch to every every brand we, we um, get in contact with
2: we even like partnered up with Bumble a couple weeks ago, and we oh, did like yeah. a speed dating event for Bumble. Oh, that's a great partnership! Super sick, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it didn't go exactly the way we had hoped in terms of the relationship with Bumble, but like the fact that we were able to put something together in their name that people enjoyed, I mean that's that's how you make money, you know, like mm-hmm. that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Got Bumble swag too, a lot of Bumbles. anybody want buy a hat? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bumble times cup of Troy. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's what it was. Yeah, it was awesome.
0: Okay, so lastly. Um, Cup of Troy has already grown and evolved so much. You said, like, started it out of your house, people sitting on couches walking by, and then now you're holding these, like, amazing events with tons of people selling out tickets. So where do you see it heading in the future? And do you have any, like, special events plan that you can let the listeners know about or, like, what's coming up?
1: So I think with Cup of Troy, I really have been trying to understand, like, why people like it and I think it is like the fact that people like want to be around other people they feel comfortable and safe around Um, so I think maybe a couple years on the line it'd be a dream to have an actual like physical space to have Mm -hmm. um, you know like a cafe or like a venue space Um, but I think between now and then I think we are just gonna continue to be like a creative production company that like can take any idea for a show where that's you know for an artist for like um, an act or whoever and just like take it to, to to bring it to life I guess so take it to and bring it to life like that's what I want to do with Cup of Troy um, so like every show that we do from now on is just going to be increasingly more and more like either complex nuanced or just like a fresh experience other people haven't seen before and then people are going to want to come because like we've been that dope I think if that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes like, total sense. Yeah. I just, I just want to, to keep doing fresh stuff and like always like be ahead of the curve a little bit. And so, so like, I don't know, just to cause waves and like that scene, like doing things in shows people haven't done before, um,
2: making people feel things they haven't felt before. To, to build off of that too. I think you'll see like, um, Cup of bringing music to brands that have not had it before. Sean was saying that a lot to me yesterday, oh, yeah, exactly, actually. Yeah. Like, I think like a lot of brands, uh, it's very in right now, you know, to be more than just a brand, stand for something, bring creativity into your brand, inspire people to do something good. Right. And a lot of brands know how to do that and a lot don't. And so I think we strongly have that ability to bring that to other brands. So that's going to be huge. And then we're really going to start capitalizing on Marcus and the people that help him. Uh, Marcus is like the visual guy we were talking about, but he has people working with him, like Kwan, Seb, um, another person named Luke, um, Cole. so those people are going to go like really hard with the visuals and and our production is just going to go through the roof i can't wait to see what these guys come up with because they are insane Um, but in terms of like literal events we already have planned uh shout out fuck finals fest Uh, we're going to do this really cool anti-establishment or like block party house crawl event uh april 30th which we're super stoked about i think it's probably going to be one of the biggest things we've ever done Uh, we're partnering with A40 west 29th street pasqua pume um, a bunch of organizations around campus and, um, We're going to try and burn this place down. Psych, not psych. And then (laughs) additionally, we're going to do, we shot this really cool video for Joshua Wilson. Um, He's a pop artist in the Thornton School. He is so talented. I know I exaggerate and talk like this when I'm talking about people, but like, (laughs) God, his voice is insane. Like he gives me goosebumps just listening to him. Um, We went up to Lake Arrowhead with him and shot this fire video, like a live session performance of a set of his. Came out amazing. And the reason we did that is because we want to start doing more of those more frequently Mm. and invite like a live audience. So keep your eyes out for that we're definitely going to start selling tickets for like live session recordings, like just short engagements for people to come like see, you know, like how a, how a live session is filmed. You know, it's, it's both like a music experience and a video experience in that and just like a good energy. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have like a, a viewing party for that first video we shot in a couple weeks. So if this comes out before, definitely come check it out. Just
1: say the date April 30th. It's going to be big.
2: It's going to be big. It's fuck finals. It's going to be crazy. Yeah.
1: Like I don't want to get into it's like too much detail, but yeah, it's going to be... <laughs>
0: I will be in attendance at your next event Let's because go. I'm embarrassed that I haven't been at one before because yeah. it seems so fun. <laughs> Should have like, told us. <laughs> I know. I'm like, why talk about like anti gatekeeping? I'm like, why did who kept this from me? It's annoying. <laughs> Excellence Perspective is an extension of Spec Magazine, a fashion, lifestyle, culture, and wellness publication here at USC. We are going to ask some questions regarding those topics and, of course, your company. So um, it's a speed round, really quick. Just answer with whatever comes to mind. So to start us off, um, what is your go-to coffee order?
1: Iced Americano with extra ice.
2: I'm getting a caramel latte with oat milk.
0: Oatly. (laughs) Oatly, oat milk, iced, yeah. (laughs) Shout out. I know, I'm going to start buying that. I love that they, like, support, like, smaller businesses. For real, right? Yeah. They're
2: they're, they're super, super I did not expect that from them, so I agree. I I advocate for them a lot. They have those big ads, like, on the Metro and stuff. It's so random.
0: That's a huge company. Yeah,
2: right. Because I think... I didn't like, even no, know that. P-
0: other people make oat milk, but I feel like Oatly is like the oat milk. If that they
2: also sense. nailed the branding. Yeah. How, how are you going to be a better oat milk than Oatly? Like, the, <laughs> <laughs> like it's bad, right there.
0: Their ice cream. <laughs> is so good Damn, ice cream. i didn't even shout know out. i did it's not so know so good that's crazy actually. it's like the best dairy-free ice cream i've ever had yep.
2: can you all send me some
0: <laughs> yeah be like in your next order please send yeah. me some ice cream
2: dude what will the ice cream i didn't even know about it yeah, like, actually oh they make a
0: ton fine. of products okay the
2: affogatos. affogados oh dude sure. easy 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 okay. hit thank you for thanks chloe friend. yeah <laughs> <laughs> easy hit easy hit
0: yeah um favorite music genre Uh.
1: Yeah. It's, I think soulful just, just like soul.
2: Not to be that indie fucking guy. We aren't like the biggest like believers in genre, but I listen to trash trap music. Like I just listen to garbage like stuff about <laughs> <without> rap, like <laughs> pretty much exclusively. Yeah, it's it's hard it's hard to say exactly.
0: Yeah, I feel like for every mood there's yeah. a specific genre to use. Yeah.
1: something hits the soul. That could be trap, it can be R and B, it can be hip hop.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um favorite cafe in LA. I'm interested for this answer.
1: Fence coffee. On Washington. Oh my God, this guy in Throw Fence to Coffee. Fence Coffee <laughs>
2: as soon as you can.
0: I'm going. Yeah.
2: I, uh, I actually tie between With Love Cafe and Bird's Nest Cafe. They're both on Bro, the line. Bro, it's so weak compared Fence. <laughs> <laughs> what are
0: you talking about?
2: Uh, if I had to pick one between the two, I'd go With Love because I fuck with Andrew. He's the owner of that store and he's awesome. Okay. Uh, with Love Cafe. I fence always coffee. am looking for
0: new places to go and do work or just get a coffee. With Love so is cool. They got a I'm whole trying ass. these.
1: They got a whole spot. Yeah, I say either Fence Coffee because it's, it's pretty close. And like, the coffee is the best you've ever had or Coffee MCO in K-Town. Like, that, that space is beautiful. Um, I go there to study a lot.
0: What's your take on Verve? Coffee, have you ever had it? Not yes. familiar.
1: It's I not uh, oh. I personally love it because I think the the cold brew is amazing and, like, the pour are amazing. It is very LA, very fancy.
0: Yeah, the atmosphere is super cool and, like, the whole experience is really enjoyable but then I get the coffee and I'm like, I don't like it and it's like $8 so I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> You have to like it at that point. Not my yeah. favorite. Um, oh, the Alfreds. There's an Alfreds somewhere downtown in a hotel and it's like, Oh, I'll have to like pull it up later, but mm-hmm. that's like my one of my favorites because it's just like so nice to work in like a hotel lobby. There's yeah. like, Wi-Fi, <laughs> plugs. My, my so I opinion can.
2: should not be trusted on cafes anyway. I'm not a big like cafe guy. Sean, you, everybody should probably just go to Fence
0: I know. I need <laughs> go to, 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 to go
2: to <laughs> Shout out Steven Kevin,
1: the fucking goats. Shout out.
0: Are those the owners? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll have to tell them you sent me.
1: Hell yeah! I'm there so often.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite baked good? Like, (laughs) that's so random. But I was just thinking about coffee shops, and that came to mind.
2: Favorite baked good? I'd say. Wow, that's. I like like pastry pastries like. I wouldn't go like cookie shit. or brownie. Yeah, like I'd go like croissant or yes. like bear claw. Like oh, bear claws yeah. are really great. They're yeah. so is good. Is that
0: a donut though?
2: It's a pastry. A bear claw is like a Danish with... Yeah, it's like a Danish. It's like almond croissant meets Danish. Yes. They had a baby. So good. So good. Yeah, That, that would be one of my faves. That's the first one that came to my mind when you said... Snickerdoodles. Oof. Our top tier for me. Good one. <laughs> yeah.
0: I recently got into croissants, like an almond croissant. Mm-hmm. So good.
2: Do you do like breakfast sandwiches on croissants? That's my favorite way to get a croissant.
0: Not often, but like I would definitely eat that. That That's sounds fire. amazing. So fire.
2: <laughs> you have um, ones with with matcha at Fence Coffee. Oh, matcha pastry? Matcha croissants. That's cool. Oh, interesting. Wait, where, where are you from, Chloe?
0: I'm from St. Louis, Missouri.
2: Okay, okay. Missouri. I'm from Delaware. I was going to ask you if you know about Wawa. I assume no. I don't. Uh, it's like a... Shout out all my East Coast people, they know about Wawa. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Fuck a. Delaware. It's like a gas station slash
0: oh, fast food joint. Maybe I have heard of them. They got them in Florida now. Okay. So
2: if you've ever been to Florida. Are they, are they
0: like the huge gas stations? Like, they can be. That have like a home goods section, like
2: huge? No, no. Oh, okay. But they have like a hot food bar and they sell. They, they're called Sizzlies, Wawa Sizzlies. It's like a sausage and cheese croissant is one of them. Top tier.
0: <gasps> Do you guys have like a style icon? Are you guys like into fashion at all? No, what trends not are you in. into, if any?
2: I like
1: I like how Yee brought back that like brought a turban to the game like okay. the, the head scars I that's think that's cool. really cool I started wearing like a like a pashmino um sometimes uh I guess I like I'm a passive like enjoyer of fashion um I'm not like one of those people that like flip shit on Grailed, but like I still scroll through grail and like see stuff um yeah I don't think I'm a fashion icon but my husband, Naman, shout out Naman. He always dresses super fly. He's shout super out. into like archive fashion. And so I kind of vicariously lived through him. So he's my icon. Hmm. Shout out Naman Casas. <laughs> he's single ladies. Namanada
2: Naman out of Naman. Yeah. Get that boy. Yeah.
0: Um, what is one of like your best memories of Cup of Troy?
2: Ooh. I remember being in Chicago. I was at a wedding for my cousin, who I don't see very often. I was with my bubby, my grandma. Shout out all my Jews out there. And uh, Inshallah. yeah. And um, <laughs> Sean called me to tell me that he was interested in me partnering him, partnering with him on Cup of Troy. That was like one of my biggest moments. I was like, it wasn't an argument up until then, but it was like a conversation. Like, mm-hmm. here's what I think I could do. Here's why I think we should work together. And, you know, this was Sean's baby. He didn't want to give that away. And so when he finally realized that it made sense for us to come together, that was like a huge pivotal moment. Also, we went to a golf course yesterday. That was a top tier cup of Troy day too. Yeah. We, we just like happened to go do a charity event for Kevin Lyman, who's a professor here. And, um, <laughs> we literally just like smoothed with rich people all day, <laughs> but on this like beautiful golf course, yeah. uh, it, it really felt like we had, we, we were doing something mm-hmm. and, and not that I don't feel that way all the time. Cause I, I genuinely do, but, Really, yesterday, it felt like, you know, we had succeeded in some level. Like, we, we we, were entrepreneurs as well, you know, alongside all these other rich people. And that was just like a, a really Bro, cool We are day. not rich. We are not. But it was cool to be there with them, you know. Like, yeah, that it was cool. inspiring for yeah, sure. Definitely. Did
0: you guys play golf? <laughs> fuck uh, no. fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were watching
1: drunk, like? drunk white men just, like, get, like,
2: slobs, <laughs> sloshed and hit their balls in the water. <laughs> it was really good but those, those are two for me like I, I mean any live event we do I could go on all day about this question because like anytime we're at a live event I get filled with this like feeling of ecstasy this rush of dopamine like I feel like we're actually doing something my, my whole life I feel like I've been trying to figure like what the fuck am I doing you know and so yeah. like when we're actually doing something it makes me feel so like fulfilled and that I could just I could talk about it all day yeah I think a favorite
1: moment of mine was from from last semester during the house crawl it was like during uh candid set and I was just like sitting on like on like the the banter of surf house and like seeing the crowd and just people were just like just going nuts and it was just like so cool to see like that many people and like we were the fucking architects of mm-hmm. like everything happening like the visuals like we had a, a jumbotron pretty much like on like the surf house wall mm-hmm. and we had like the, the, the projector on it and um it was just insane. I was like, wow. <laughs> like, and this is all for charity too, mm-hmm. you know? So it was like, we are doing something good. We made something crazy. And um, yeah, I feel like that, that specific feeling like X was talking about too, is like something that has been like happening throughout every show we've done. So it's like, we're just chasing like that feeling. And that's why we put like this much work into it,
2: kind of.
0: Yeah, just sitting back and admiring like this thing that you created. That's probably such a fulfilling feeling.
2: Mm-hmm. It's even like, yes, that does feel really good. But to be frank, like that isn't really what it is for me. For me, it's like, it's like, damn, all these people are here right now. And separate from like the fact that I had anything to do with, and that's not true. You're right. It is about how I made it happen with Sean. But like, uh, like that energy of everybody enjoying something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. I, I am a frequenter of going to concerts and so like a comparison I have is like when I'm at a concert even if I didn't throw it I just I feel so accomplished like just being with all these people you know like I'm, I'm here right now you know like that's something I try to remind like myself you are of. present yeah like mm. I'm here right now and so like when I'm doing Cup of Troy and, and I get that feeling of like I'm here right now like that's when I know like my work is worth it
0: living in the moment yeah
2: you know yeah mm. I'm doing Bars. it for work instead of for fun so
0: what's the best concert you've ever been to
2: Oh, I was tripping balls at Ratatat in Philadelphia. If you, do you know Ratatat, I do not. Oh God, I mean not that tripping balls made it any better, but God, <laughs> I, I'm the biggest Ratatat fan ever. Uh, they do like kind of like jam band EDM, not EDM. It's like it's, it's it's acoustic music. They play with guitars and basses and drums and stuff, but it's like, uh, it's like psychedelic. Yeah, it's kind of. I, was, I psychedelic. think you, you, you showed me definitely, yeah. but not like uh, I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain, but that was my best concert, East Coast kid, Philadelphia yeah. show for sure.
1: Whack! Uh, I saw Xavier Wolf in Santa Cruz in 2017 um, and he does like Memphis trap. Um, and I remember it was just so crazy because like the energy was so intense. Like three people got in fights before the opener came out. <laughs> oh like the, the security body slammed like, like two people. Um, and then like when he finally came out, like everybody knew every song because like, it was like that many fans. You know, it was like three hundred people probably. And, like we were moshing to every single song. So I've never been to a show since then that was like the energy was like high the entire mm-hmm. like hour you know it's fucking crazy I love
2: Xavier Wolf shout out Memphis
0: <laughs> I've been <laughs> to a concert in so long
2: oh you gotta go I know there's a I'll shout out this random program they don't give me many money for this but it's called Do LA Is an organization Okay. and they have a program called Do More for $5 a month they'll just send you pairs of free tickets to shows all month like three or four different tickets a month it's pretty sick I just right. started last month I highly recommend everybody check it mm-hmm.
0: out they're just free and you pay $5 a month
2: yeah And they send you two for each one. So you can bring a friend. It is sick. so fun. I'll admit the first couple they sent me, I would never go to. But uh, the last two they sent me. Yeah, the last two they sent me, I was like, I'm down. I I copped them. I I got them right away. Nice.
0: -hmm. I don't know why I love this question, but is there a habit you're trying to build right now?
2: (laughs) To everything. I was going to say
1: so many better habits. Post-grad, you're like, damn. (laughs) (laughs) So I think I think I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how to structure my days in a better way where I'm not kind of just like going where like I want to or like desire to at the time just kind of like you know, just be more organized just trying to practice like
2: setting out goals for the day and then meeting them.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I just need better healthy habits. I feel like I'm like putting on weight not exercising eating Fatty. trash yeah it's not good I think that's how <laughs> I need you
0: can do it I, I think faith. I can
2: do it too I'm just hella lazy I'm really busy Are you climbing though? I'm I hurt my back oh, that's true I, I gotta go see a chiropractor anybody know a good chiropractor? I <laughs> dead ass need one <laughs>
1: It's going to be organized, for sure. And definitely also trying like, to wake up earlier, sleep better. But I feel like I've that's been ongoing for, like, years. <laughs> for, like, 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> Since, like, high school. It's, like, eight past nine years.
0: So. My problem is I need to go to bed earlier.
1: What time
2: do you go to bed?
0: Like, it's really not that late. But like, I was going to say. <laughs> like, mm, like, last time I went to bed at, like, 1. That's perfect. No.
2: That's really okay.
0: I know, but I had an 8 a.m. today. So, like...
2: Okay, I do recommend getting seven hours of sleep. So
0: I know yeah. it wasn't the best, but my roommates go to bed at like nine.
2: Oh my god! So For what? What kind of majors are they?
0: Um, map in the film school and then communications.
2: Oh, see, you're they also could, a mapper. They could stay up. No, I'm not. Oh, my roommate me. is. I could all stay up. It's fine. I know. It's really not. One o'clock. It was late. Sean pulled up to my house at three a.m. the other day. <laughs>
0: Right. it looks like we've come to the end of yet another episode of perspective make sure to follow mag USC on Instagram so you can get updates about new episodes and make sure to check out cup of Troy on Instagram to stay up to date about their new events Sean and Xavier thank you so much for sitting down with me today um, it was such a pleasure getting to know you guys a little bit better and also um, cup of Troy um, if I've taken anything away from this like I said I will be in attendance at your next event and I'm so excited because i can't believe it's actually taking me this long um to hear about it but i'm pumped to attend and i'll see you there so do you have anything else you'd like to add
1: thanks for having us Clay. Yeah, thanks for having of us course. um
2: yeah come out to cup of troy event you definitely won't we'll enjoy it april 30th
0: I Won't regret Fuck finals.
2: fuck finals keep your eyes and ears out it's gonna be everywhere
0: All right. I'm your host, Chloe Kopsky. Thank you for listening to Perspective. Talk to you on our fifth episode with another talented USC student.